Legs the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 10 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. A lot of news. Let's dive right in. First college football playoff rankings of the 21 season released Tuesday. The Mountain West getting two teams into the top 25 with Fresno State at 23 and San Diego State at 24. The Mountain West, the only group of five conference with multiple teams in the top 25 of the CFP rankings. And by putting two teams in, that gives the Mountain West more ranked teams than the Pac-12. Elsewhere in poll news, Fresno State number 25 in the AP poll and the second team listed in the others receiving votes category of the coaches poll. San Diego State getting votes in both polls. Nevada getting votes in the AP. Air Force garnering votes in the coaches poll. Fresno State, San Diego State, Air Force, Nevada, and Utah State all bowl eligible while San Jose State is one win away from bowl eligibility. Five bowl eligible teams is tied for the second most among the 10 FBS conferences with the Big Ten and trailing only the SEC. Fresno State leading the West Division with a 4-1 conference record after last week's 30-20 win at San Diego State. The Bulldogs with head-to-head wins over both the Aztecs and Nevada now, so their West Division destiny or Westiny is in their own hands. Utah State, the only one-loss team in the mountain, leading that division at 4-1 in conference. Coming up, we'll talk to Boise State head coach Andy Avalos about his first season leading the Broncos and looking ahead to a big road date at Fresno State this week. And we'll check in with San Jose State as the voice of the Spartans, Justin Allegri, joins us to talk about that resurgent program. It's the Week 10 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 9 around the Mountain West, Fresno State at San Diego State, control in the West Division on the line, and Jordan Mims just too much for that vaunted Aztecs defense. The handoff to Mims, running right again, cuts back inside, breaks the tackle on the 10, turns left and cruises into that north end zone. Touchdown, Fresno State. 15 yards for Jordan Mims, and that'll put the unbeaten Aztecs on the canvas. Paul Leffler from Learfield with the call. Fresno State comes out on top 30-20. to 20. They lead the West. San Diego State falls to 7-1. Last Friday night, Fremont Cannon on the line. UNLV goes to Reno for the battle for Nevada. But the Rebels can't hang. Carson Strong throws for 417 yards and four touchdowns. And the Wolfpack defense slams the door in the fourth quarter. Real pressured again. Throws left side. Intercepted. Henley got the far sideline 50. Dion keeps his feet. Staggers to the 20. Dion inside of the 10. Dion Henley takes it to the house. Touchdown, Nevada. 
A 50-yard interception return for a touchdown by Dayon Henley. John Ramey from Learfield, 51-20, the final Nevada Bowl eligible at 6-2. Back to Saturday now, Nick Nash plays his most complete game as the quarterback at San Jose State, and the Spartans beat Wyoming at home. Setting his feet, throwing it deep downfield, Charles Ross near the 5-yard line, makes the catch, spins into the end zone, touchdown, San Jose State. On a third and long play, Nick Nash takes the shot downfield. Finds Charles Ross for the score. Justin Allegri on the call. Nash 262 total yards. San Jose State a 27-21 win to get to 5-4. Boise State comes back to beat Colorado State 28-19 in Fort Collins. Hank Bachmeyer throws for 253 yards and three touchdowns. And finally from Week 9, Utah State season control in the Mountain Division as Logan Bonner goes off in a 51-31 home win over Hawaii. Bonner wants to throw. Has time. Looking deep, has McGriff open, caught at the 10, he goes into the end zone. That is a Utah State touchdown, Justin McGriff with the score. Scott Gerrard with the call courtesy of Learfield, Bonner with four touchdown passes, Utah State leading the Mountain 4-1 and one in conference. We'll talk to Boise State head coach Andy Avalos next after this from your local station. Hey, this is Blake Anderson, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Andy Avalos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Boise State 4-4 four four on the year, 2-2 two two in conference after last Saturday's 28-19 comeback win on the road at Colorado State. A critical road date at number 25 Fresno State coming up this Saturday. Joining us right now in his first season as the head coach at Boise State, it's Andy Avalos. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Down 13 in the first quarter, down 9 at the half on the road at Colorado State last week. Most teams don't win that game. Not only did you guys come back on CSU, you win it by two scores. How did you guys do it? Well, we started to generate some momentum there in the second quarter. Um, and knowing that we got the ball in the second half, uh, that played to our advantage. Uh, we obviously started slow uh, on both sides of the ball. We played well down in the red zone on defense, um, but we got to we got to keep ourselves out of those situations on defense to get off the field quicker. And once we got going on offense and established a run game and committed ourselves to it, we were uh, we were able to get rolling. And, and a couple of uh, special teams plays uh, helped switch the momentum as well. Yeah, Hank Bachmeyer had that great throw to Hopper in the fourth quarter on the 51-yard touchdown. In fact, threw for three scores without a turnover. What did you think of Hank's performance? Yeah, there's no question. Um, again, he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he cut, he got on uh, – he got on track there in the middle of the second quarter and, and really made some nice throws uh, through the rest of the game and targeted uh, different guys, you know, like Tyneal and um, Octavius and, and uh, Steph Cobbs, and obviously um, Shaq's going to get his targets. When you look at the close losses for your team this season, there's been a late interception mixed in there against UCF, against Oklahoma State, and Air Force. What's been your message to Hank through those experiences to help push him through? Well, I would say this. I mean, um, you know, we're going to take our shots. We're going to call our plays. If they're there, let's let's cut it loose and let's um, let's go get it. If it's not, we got to move on to the next play. And sometimes that involves throwing the ball away and just moving on and keeping us on track uh, to 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 fight another down. And I think as we progress through, you know, at times he's done that well. And obviously, as, as you just said, at times, you know, he's had some opportunities that he can learn and grow from. 
you get another huge performance from Khalil Shakir, his third 100-yard receiving game of the season. He puts up big numbers weekly. He's the biggest producer amongst your skill position guys by far. What do you enjoy the most about coaching Khalil Shakir? You know, number one, who he is as a person, uh, Nate. That is uh, first and foremost. Everyone gets to see what he does, you know, in, in between the lines on the field. And uh, he's even even more of a, a leader and uh, um, a guy that people just like to be around. But it's fun to be around him on the field because he can do so many different things. He can line up at different positions um, and, and be a guy that gives the defense multiple looks, which helps us because then defenses can't – it's not easy to track him. He's not going to be in one spot all game. And so that's, that creates a, a bunch of uh, multiple looks for our offense. All right, we're talking Andy Avalos, head coach at Boise State. We've been talking a lot about offense. Let's talk about defense. Coach, allowing 24 points or fewer in all but the UCF and Nevada games this year, 16 takeaways, your turnover margin plus six. You're near the top of the country in red zone defense. That's all really good. How do you characterize your defense's performance through these eight games? Well, I mean, the defense, our mentality has been there when we need it. You know, we, we get ourselves in situations where our back's against the wall in, in the red zone, and we've done a really, really good job down there. Um, we've, we've got to get ourselves off the field sooner, though. Um, and that starts with getting ahead of the chains on first down and, and doing a better job in the run game. And we did that last week. The majority of the rushing yards came from the quarterback scrambling, which we obviously got to improve that we got to just keep building off of the fundamentals and techniques that we established during the bye weekend. Um, we put a huge emphasis on. We feel like, uh, you know, we're getting to a position where we have depth now at that position, and whether it be freshmen that are coming along or guys coming off uh, the injury list. And so being able to practice a certain way helps us, you know, establish the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, all 11 guys operating on the field with a certain mentality is always what defense is about. And now you take that mentality on the road to number 25 Fresno State Saturday. You've already beaten a ranked team on the road this year at BYU. Plus, Boise State has won 13 straight conference road games. What's been contributing to that road success? I think a lot of it has to do uh, with the players and, and just their mentality to, uh, you know, to be able to take take their work on the road and uh, be persistent in, in different hostile environments that we go into. And um, ultimately it always comes down to our week of prep, even before we hit the road, you know, and, and how each day, you know, we make it our best to prepare ourselves uh, to handle the challenge. I got a great note this week. All right. Three of Fresno state's full-time assistants and a GA played for Boise state. Coach, you, of course, were a great linebacker at Boise State. What is it about Boise State football that is then leading all of these Broncos into the coaching profession? You know what? I think it's just the environment and the atmosphere here. Um, and, and, again, how we're, how we're reestablishing and building that and so that um, people feel a part of something, feel a part of something special. And um, it's the standards are really high. The work that goes into it is tremendous, but what you gain from it is, you know, impactful on people's lives and the ability to impact people's lives and have your life impacted is what you get out of uh, being at Boise state. And that's what we're looking forward to growing, you know, here in the future as we head down the backstretch of this season. And as we move forward. 
talking about that culture a little bit, you know, last week against CSU, uh, the Broncos wore a helmet sticker honoring those affected by the tragic mall shooting there in Boise. Hank Bachmeyer spoke about it this week as well. It was heartbreaking. Um, Coach, what's your message to your players about the role that they can play in being a part of the community and to help the community heal in any way they can? Well, it, it always starts with we're, you know, it comes with great privilege to to be a part of this university and this program. We get to represent um, a, a, something that is a whole lot bigger than ourselves as individuals. And you know, the the unfortunate events that that happened in our community at the mall last week. Um, you know, there were there were people in this program that were you know closely connected to. Uh, people that were involved in that situation and, and um, whether we, we had people that were involved in that situation that we knew or we don't, at the end of the day, it's our community. We love our community and the support we get for them. And so um, for us to be able to, uh, again, have a positive impact and, and, and be there for the families that were affected in that, in that uh, shooting, um, but not only that, but be a, uh, you know, a, an uplifting uh, spirit for, for our community was a big deal for us last week and will be going forward coach that's really well said all right last thing i want to ask you about you got a big one coming up against fresno state they're ranked in the top 25 it's the stretch run now you take a look around the conference what has stood out to you about the mountain west here in 2021 well it's extremely uh, deep and talented um there's a obviously a tremendous coaching going on um there is a lot of players that can play in any conference and that will have opportunities to go on and play in the nfl and it's competitive every single week. You've got to be ready to play. Um, you see a multiple, a multitude of offenses, defenses, and uh, teams that get after it on special teams. And I think that's what's made it very competitive, not only within the conference, but even you know prior to getting in conference play, you see you know a lot of teams from the Mountain West uh, taking on Power Five teams and having success. Oh, it's going to be a good one coming up Saturday night. Boise State at number 25, Fresno State. Andy Avalos and the Broncos going on the road. Coach, thank you so much for the time and best of luck this week. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you. Go Broncos. We'll check in with San Jose State coming off a big win over Wyoming. The voice of the Spartans, Justin Allegri, joins us next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brian Roth, the voice of the Colorado State Rams. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. San Jose State 5-4, and four, a win away from bowl eligibility after last week's 27-21 home win over Wyoming. Back-to-back wins have the defending conference champ Spartans back above 500. Big one in Reno Saturday night against Nevada. Joining us right now, the voice of San Jose State football and basketball, Justin Allegri. Justin, welcome back to the show. 
Thanks for having me, Nate. I appreciate it. All right, so Justin, from outside, I'd call this a season where not much has gone to plan for the defending conference champs. Like, not a bad year, but perhaps a little bit underwhelming with some bad injury luck, particularly at quarterback. How would you describe this year so far? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment for this team. Uh, Obviously, with the amount of returners back, you you figured that this team would compete again for potential Mountain West championship bid. Uh, And, and, you know, losing the starting quarterback certainly doesn't help, and you you have to make some adjustments there. And uh, I don't think the wide receiver position this year has been as stable as the Spartans may have expected coming into the season, even with the loss of Bailey Gaither and Trey Walker, who were just dynamic last year. Uh, and then further injuries around that have not helped. But, yeah, I, I think there's been some inconsistencies that I don't think anybody saw this year. But uh, despite all that, you know, the Spartans are still fighting, and they're they're still in the hunt. And they've, they've got five wins, and, and they're feeling pretty good about the way that they're playing heading down the stretch here. So, it, you know, you can look back and say, gosh, what could have happened in, in these games X, Y, and Z. But I think the Spartans are of the mindset that we have to look at what we're doing right now and and how can we try and win these next three games. Yeah, and still Nevada and Fresno State on the schedule, so a West Division crown is not out of the picture, but definitely it's a little bit of a long shot. Now, the Nick Starkle injury and Nick Nash having stepped in, how would you say he's done? Well, it's, it's odd to think that, you know, Nick Nash was not, practicing at the quarterback position in the early part of this season. I mean, the Spartans were so thin at the wide receiver spot that they said, hey, we we need a dynamic player to go out on the edge and catch some passes. We're going to run Nick Nash with our wide receiving core. You know, and then he was working through things. He was trying to figure out how to be a wide receiver, and he wasn't practicing at the quarterback position. And then all of a sudden, Starkle goes down, and you have to go back and and, and be that quarterback the Spartans need throughout the rest of the year. And... It's been it was a challenge, I think, the first couple of weeks, but now we're seeing the the potential that he has with this offense. And I think it's just a different looking offense with him because you can run more RPO, you can run quarterback draws, and obviously we've seen what he's been able to do with his legs the last couple of weeks with his hundred yard rushing games. It, it makes it a, a little different to opposing offenses, and and he, he, you know, I think the mo throughout the course of his career is he's not a a, a passing quarterback. And he's starting to do a little bit more of that, even with the the limited weapons he has in the wide receiving core. So I I think we've seen a lot of good things. I think we're we're still seeing a lot of maturity from him and growth from him in that position. And that's what's fun about week to week, how how he's getting better at different elements of the game. Justin, let's let's go big picture here for a second on this program. You've you've been in that position in the booth calling the action for a number of years. And let me put this gently you've watched a lot of losing when it comes to San Jose (laughs) State football but that is not the case anymore Brent Brennan has transformed this into a winning program how's he done it well you know to, to add on to that I don't think he's trying to to hide the fact that the Spartans for so long have been a losing football program what he's trying to do is establish consistency and whether that consistency be you know, getting to a back-to-back bowl or, you know, just building depth and, and building trust within the program and a donor base that has been up and down. Uh, I think consistency is the word for Coach Brennan when he tries to identify how he can build this program forward. You know, and he starts with, it all starts with getting to a second consecutive bowl because then you get the extra practices in and, and you build 
what you can with the younger players on the team to move forward next year when you're losing a lot more players that have been starters. Uh, but in terms of, of what we've seen in, in the upward trend from Coach Brennan and his coaching staff, I think they're just bought in to the fact that we know what we have been, we know where we want to go, and they're not shying away from telling the players about that and, and having that same amount of energy and uh, the commitment from the players to understand that this program wants to turn around and the way to do it is through what he's trying to coach and what he's trying to do outside of the playing field to the fan base, to the community, to, to donors, to, to the staff here. And it's really working. Um, and it obviously helps when, when, you, when you start to win. But it's all started for Coach Brennan off the field, building that foundation moving forward, and it's it's really paying off. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that. And one of the things that I love about Brent Brennan, I'm sure you do as well, is he's candid. He's very honest and very realistic and grounded in reality about what this program has been and where it's coming from. The conference championship a season ago, doing it through the pandemic with unbelievable challenges foisted upon them, and then to go unbeaten in conference, to win that conference championship game against Boise State the way that they did. How has that changed the way that San Jose State is viewed around the university, around the community, really around the entire Bay Area? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I think last year was built for a, a, a coach like Coach Brennan who doesn't mind all the adversity and doesn't mind all the hurdles to overcome to go out and do his job and, and to, to coach the team to think that way too. I mean, when you think about everything that was thrown at the Spartans last year, you're in a spot where you're, you're competing and you get a cancellation at Fresno, you get a cancellation at Boise, and then you have to relocate and play two regular season games not in your home uh, stadium and then your championship game not in your home stadium. I mean, everything that was thrown at the Spartans, they kept just overcoming and overcoming. And every every big shot that they took, they were able to, to hurdle over and not think about. And I think that's a testament to the way that Coach Brennan handles his program. It, it just bring it on to the next task. Let, let's handle it one at a time. And now you're looking at the university, and, and I think it's it's fair to say that the students are more engaged, and I think professors on campus who may have been on the fence about athletics are now more engaged, bringing them to practices, inviting them for meetings, and it's all about that community outreach, but it, he, he understands that it starts with the 25,000 students that are on campus that are you know, try, we're trying to get to come to games, and, and the student body is a big part of that. And then donors are a big part of that. And getting out to some of the other tech companies to try and build relationships there and understand that we are a part of Silicon Valley more than just the university. Uh, athletics is a part of the Silicon Valley. It, it all comes back to what he's trying to build with the Beyond Football program, the Beyond Sparta program. Uh, and, and his efforts on campus, it, they're, they're not going unseen. And I think winning certainly helps that because it elevates the, the identity and the, of the program just in general. Uh, so we are seeing a lot more commitment and a lot more interaction, I think, from, from San Jose and the Silicon Valley. And now a chance for San Jose State to shock the rest of the Mountain West. Three tough ones remaining at Nevada, home against Utah State, and then home against number 25, Fresno State, to wrap up the regular season. Brent Brennan leading the Spartans the rest of the way. They are 5-4 and four on the year. Justin Allegri, you hear his highlights every week here on This Week in the Mountain West. Justin, great work as always. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. Always good to talk with you.
We'll preview the entire Week 10 schedule, including San Jose State at Nevada on Saturday night after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. We have a jam-packed Week 10 coming up on Saturday. Seven games, all 12 teams in action, five games in conference play. We get started early, 9.30 a.m. Mountain Time, Army and Air Force on CBS. That game at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, the home of the Texas Rangers. A Falcons win sends the Commander and Chiefs trophy back to the Air Force Academy for the first time since 2016. Then at 1.30 Mountain, it's Colorado State at Wyoming in the Border War on CBS Sports Network. Winner claims the prized bronze boot. This is a rivalry that dates back to 1899. Non-conference matchup at 2 p.m. Mountain Utah State at New Mexico State. An Aggies Aggies showdown you can stream on Flow Football. The Mountain West 6-0 this year against New Mexico State. Big one at 4 p.m. Pacific 5 Mountain. Andy Avalos and the Boise State Broncos visit number 23 Fresno State. Watch it on CBS CBS Sports Network. The Broncos have won 13 straight conference road games, but the Bulldogs 4-0 at home this season. UNLV and New Mexico in Albuquerque, also for Pacific 5 Mountain. This one streaming on Stadium. Can the Rebels snap their 14-game losing streak? Major West Division implications on the line with San Jose State at Nevada on FS2 at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wolfpack need this one to hang with Fresno State and San Diego State. The Spartans need this one to stay alive in the race and finally speaking of those seven and one aztecs the 24th ranked team in the country in the cfp rankings dangerous game at hawaii 5 p.m hawaii time that's 8 p.m pacific on fs1 and that will do it for the week 10 edition of this week in the mountain west i'm your host nate crackman this is craig thompson commissioner of the mountain west we'll talk to you next week right here on this week in the mountain west